This is John Halsman, and welcome to the Around the World in 20 Minutes podcast, our weekly look at making sense of the beguiling, fascinating planet that we live on. And today we're going to look at the controversy north of the American border with the Canadian truckers squaring off against that technocrat's technocrat, Justin Trudeau, darling of the liberal intelligentsia, with hair and the pedigree of his father, Pete Pierre, another guy who was about style and not substance. Uh, Trudeau's record as premier has been almost non-existent, though he continues to win elections. And they've really, he's foundered over Canadian truckers looking at their basic rights with COVID being the spur to lead things on. Before we start, I want to tell you the one story I have against myself about Canada. One time I was at Heritage, and it was a Friday, always a dangerous day to be in the office, and I was left with the North America brief as well as my briefs for Europe the Middle East, and terrorism at the time. But the North American briefer, who basically did Mexico and Canada, was off for the day and said nothing's bound to happen. Well, oddly enough, that day I got a call from a major American newspaper uh, about Canada, and it was Friday about 3 in the afternoon, and nobody was taking anything seriously. We were looking forward to a leaving party across the street. It was the last thing I had to do that day. And so thinking of something the comedian Robin Williams had said, when I was asked by this paper about Canada, I blurted out, look, why are we talking about this? Canada is just a loft apartment above a really great party. And of course, this was the soundbite. This got picked up everywhere, and I had to try to walk this back, which only made things worse. The Canadians were as outraged as nice people could be, and I was told that, you know, I probably shouldn't handle the brief on Friday, and if I do, not in such a flippant way. But of course I said this, and this is America's feeling about Canada. Canada is a European social democratic country that wishes it were lodged between Belgium and the Netherlands, but instead is stuck to the north of the behemoth to the south, who it is utterly economically dependent on. 98% of Canadian commerce was within 50 miles of the U.S. border, but wishes like crazy it were next to the United States. It fits more easily ideologically as a European center-left technocratic corporatist state that is uneasily tethered to this unruly giant to the, to the south. So if I think they're a loft apartment above a really great party, Canadians tend to think that they're tethered to this monster to the south that they're stuck with, but boy, they wish they were not. And if that's kind of where we're beginning, usually political trends start in America and drift northwards. Uh, but not this time. This time, Canadian truckers, and let me set the scene, 90% of whom are vaccinated. So the overwhelming majority of these people are vaccinated. Three weeks ago, started a protest because of various laws that forced them to quarantine despite vaccination because of two years of bureaucratic nonsense getting in the way of them having work to the south of the border. And of course, the intra-Canadian-American intra trade is how these people make a living. But then the protest, which started in Ottawa, they blocked up traffic in front of the parliament, took on a life of its own like protests do, and became a prairie wildfire. And the prairie wildfire then led to this being a broader movement, a broader critique of the Justin Trudeau government, and more, more importantly, of governmental restrictions on COVID all along. And you think of America's founders and how they would respond to this, that the people raised this legitimate complaint that for two years, 
Canada now has been locked down. And unlike other countries now coming out of out of COVID, like Denmark, Sweden, and even the United States at a state level, certainly, but even at a national level, there's no sign whatever that Canada has a plan to begin to move away from COVID restrictions, even though Omicron now is overwhelmingly the flu. It's highly transmissible, which is what happens as these pandemics play out. The viruses tend to morph and mutate and become highly transmissible and far less deadly. And so more and more people get it, raising the immunities. But on the other hand, more and more people survive it and merely get a cold and we can all go back to normal. There's been no sign of this happening in Canada. And so sick of the restrictions that hurt their livelihood, sick of having to fill out endless forms crossing the border for fear of quarantine with the different rules between Canada, the United States, the various provinces and the various states, sick of their kids having no education for two years, the protest morphed into a complaint that the Trudeau administration was overly technocratic, overly elitist, overly authoritarian, and then what does the Trudeau government do in response to this? It behaves in an overly technocratic, overly elitist, and overly authoritarian way, confirming every suspicion that the truckers had in the first place. Think of America's founders and how they would respond to this. The great quote, and we've used it before, and doubtless we will use it again, is Benjamin Franklin. People who are willing to trade their liberty for security deserve neither. That Jefferson said that the wellspring of popular legitimacy flows from the people to the governed and is given by the people to those who govern them for short periods of time. They're merely renting that power and then it flows back to the people. And in other words, we have Trudeau saying just the opposite. Shut up. Stop shutting down Ottawa because now, of course, the protests are hurting commerce. They're hurting business by striking and by blocking various bridges and arteries that keep the U.S.-Canadian traffic going. It's the single largest bilateral trading movement in the world and is totally underreported in this way. It's the artery for Canada, but a main one for the United States. And Biden, of course, being the elitist technocrat that he is, is pressuring Trudeau to make this problem go away. Because by blocking various bridges, by continuing to block Ottawa, Canada, in effect, has been shut down economically by not trading and by truckers who have real jobs feeding real people, not sitting at some Starbucks sipping a latte with their computer, but people who actually move stuff from place to place in a manufacturing way and feed people by blocking this down. This is causing real problems for the Canadian government. Trudeau, in an incredibly cowardly move, ran away when the protesters came to Ottawa to an undisclosed location. I'm not making this up. Be wary, by the way, American founders would say, be wary of governors who run away from their own people. Hiding in this undisclosed location, what does he do confronted with this reasonable desire of people to say, give us a roadmap for getting out of COVID now. We're sick after two years of top-down, technocratic, elite-driven, often wrong, COVID restrictions, and now with Omicron, we want a roadmap out of it, and we fear that you are elitist, authoritarian, and technocratic. Well, what does Trudeau do? He instead evokes the national emergency laws for the first time ever. After 18 days of occupation in Ottawa uh, by those opposing mandatory vaccinations, the truckers, 
These laws, which have, again, never been imposed before, in effect declare a state of emergency in Canada. They grant the prime minister extraordinary powers for 30 days uh, to limit assembly and travel, to crack down on protest financing, and to, and to equip police with new methods of dealing with the protesters. Sounds Orwellian and ominous. So although he has to run this by parliament, which he has yet to do, if this is indeed enacted and all the major parties are sick of the truckers for reasons that pass understanding, though there's some thought that conservatives may grow a backbone on this point, that remains to be seen. But it will grant the prime minister extraordinary powers for 30 days to limit assembly and travel. This would seem to be primary in a democracy. And with the country not at stake, uh, it is an incredible overreaction, confirming the truckers every fear. So they're going to limit assembly and travel, which are basic democratic rights, thereby proving the protesters correct in the first place. Scratch the skin of a liberal and you find a fascist. Here we have someone willing to limit Canadian power of assembly and travel simply because he doesn't like what the protesters are saying. I don't care. Other protests in Europe all the time that I don't like. People wanting to retire even earlier in some sort of fantasy land. I don't think they don't have the right to protest. I don't like what they're saying. I have every right to do podcasts, run a newspaper, and say where I disagree. But I believe in liberty. I believe in free speech. I believe in honesty. And Trudeau believes in none of these things. Rather, the guy's run away and somehow threatened and now is going to invoke emergency powers never before used in Canada to limit the truckers' right to assembly and travel, to crack down on protest financing, to stop the various group crowdfunding efforts to keep the protests going. Of course, they need money to do that, to, to really shut down the protest financing. So again, a government is shutting down protest financing of a cause it doesn't like. If Richard Nixon did this, this would be a new, new movie starring Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. And yet, because Trudeau has fantastic hair and people swoon at his very presence for reasons that pass understanding, he looks like any succession of my less intelligent interns. I have far more intelligent interns than he. He gets away with this. And in fact, he can freeze individuals' bank accounts without a court order. You heard me correctly. If this gets enacted, and it looks like it will, Trudeau will be able to freeze protest leaders' bank accounts, personal bank accounts, without a government order. Christia Friedland, Trudeau's stooge, the finance minister, deputy prime minister, and heir apparent to the Liberal Party, the long-ruling party, said truckers would have their accounts frozen and their insurance to run the trucks suspended, their livelihood suspended. Banks will again be allowed to freeze the account of individual protesters. Well, there are people with spines. The premiers of Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Quebec have all opposed the use of these emergency powers as being an incredible overreaction. The premier of Ontario, which is where Ottawa is, it's in Ottawa's province, on the other hand, supports it, nervous as he is by his inability to control the protests. Notice the word governments controlling people. Whose side do you think the America's founders would be on here? Those protesting or those trying to stifle the legitimate right to protest, which is exactly what they're doing. If you freeze someone's bank account, if you take away his livelihood and suspend his insurance, 
If you take his way, uh, if you limit his right to assemble, you are not a democratic state. Canada is not under a national emergency. The Trudeau government may be under a national emergency, but he's got to stop confusing himself with Canada. You are allowed to disagree with people without draconian shutting down of their efforts at free speech and liberty. And that's exactly what he's doing, proving everything the truckers feared, that this was a technocratic, elitist, top-down government that could care less about what people are suffering through COVID, and that this has gone on and on and on. Um, this is an incredible change in things. Um, they are now allowed to punish people and, and the companies that fur further the trucks. So it's not just the truckers, but the companies that actually furnish the trucks can also be punished as this goes along, which is another incredible um, notion. The key moment will be how the Canadian public reacts to this draconian crackdown. Do they see this as Trudeau quelling chaos or do they see this as Trudeau quelling dissent? There is a gigantic difference between the two. But rest assured, America's founders would be squarely on the side of Canada's truckers who are exercising their legitimate right to protest in a way that is embarrassing to the Trudeau government, that economically hurts the Trudeau government, that presses the Trudeau government to come up with a plan to end the endless COVID lockdowns that are utterly nonsensical with Omicron, the dominant virus. Canada needs to open up and the protesters are waving Canadian flags and talking about freedom. And that is a great threat to Trudeau. If this is a threat to any government in the world, count me on the side of those who are threatening. Because freedom is the point here. And freedom is what America's founders would be squarely behind. Not an elitist pretty boy with good hair who's somehow pretending he's brave when he's run away to an undisclosed location rather than meet with the truckers, which is what they called for. They want to air their grievances, have him hear them out, and he won't even do that in his arrogance. He says, shut up. You don't drink lattes like me. You don't know when to order the steak tartare. You don't know what kind of wine to drink with dinner. I'm not going to meet with you. Shut up and take orders from me. I'm in the elitist, technocratic, pretty boy class, and you have no right to tell me what to do. Shut up and do what I tell you. Even though what he's saying, keeping Canada locked down, is ruinous. And there are plenty of evidence of that. Johns Hopkins just released a study this week saying, in essence, lockdowns did not prevent deaths. It's an incredibly minor number of deaths it prevented, and at tremendous economic and social cost to our children, to mental health, to addiction rates, for abuse, for the economy, for working people, that it hasn't been worth it. Johns Hopkins, no tool of populace, has come out with an extensive report that masks, that lockdowns, that social distancing had absolutely minimal effects. This is dinner theater for people who want a virtue signal. I was for the lockdowns initially to try to save the healthcare system, and I still am. But on the other hand, after the first couple of weeks, this has all been dinner theater for the virtue signaling and has caused ruinous effect. Rather than have a discussion and a debate about that, which is what you do in a vibrant democratic society, Trudeau has run away, refused to meet with the protesters, and instead flicked his hair and said, I'm going to invoke national emergency laws for the first time in Canada's history where I can stifle your bank accounts 
freeze that of the movement, not allow crowd funding for the movement, and freeze individuals' bank accounts, ruin insurance rates for individual truckers, not have them have insurance so that they can work, and generally make life impossible to live. That is not the act of a friend. That is not the act of a Democrat. That is the act of a fascist. And the battle lines couldn't be more clearly drawn. So for once, the political impetus does not come from the great party with the loft above it. It comes from the loft itself. And the one thing I'm sure of is that America's founders would be with Canada's truckers. Let's keep our eyes on this as things move forward. It's a fascinating post-COVID moment where the COVID crisis and the failure of the elite to deal with that crisis, and worse, the failure of the elite to even have discussions about where they might have gone wrong over that crisis. The failure to do this has led to an utter debacle. And the debacle is that the governed can't even talk to those who govern them anymore. It is flipped back to front, the Lockean idea that power resides in the people, that people are naturally free. They have natural rights to life, liberty, and property, that instead of these rights coming from nature or God, and then these people deciding on who governs them, the governed tell the people what they can do, when they can do it, and how they can do that. And if the people complain, the governed will run away to an undisclosed location, flick their hair, and crack down on those who have the temerity to question them. I know who the American founders would be with. And frankly, I know who we should all be with. Let's keep our eye on this. Thank you very much. I enjoyed doing this one. Very important one to do. For those of you who haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Uh, we're delighted it's going so well. We're now to a full-time newspaper. We have the Monday column, which is we go over the book. Serialization, we're getting toward the end. Two more to go of the Godfather Doctrine. Then probably on to Ethical Realism, one of my better-known works uh, to go through that, which is a longer book. But the Godfather Doctrine has been great fun. On Tuesday, we have the culture column. Generally, we've just done a great one on Michelangelo Antonioni, the Beatles, and before that, why Hemingway matters. So that's off to a great start. Wednesday is always around the world in 20 minutes. Thursday is JL Writers, the society column, where he looks at American social issues from his unique libertarian perspective of freedom above all. And we have a new Friday column coming out by Publius, another great colleague and friend of mine, also with a pen name, who's going to look at political science, but not from a wonky point of view, how political science actually affects everyday life. And then Friday, we're going to have me do the new vlog where I talk briefly about something that's gone on just that morning to give you an up-to-date issue. That is as complete a newspaper as we can manage. For those of you who like this alternate, vibrant, booming source of news, please do subscribe and please do give the $70 we're asking for a year or $7 a month the price merely of my famous cappuccino. For $70 a year, we can continue to do all of this, continue to give you an interesting, fascinating, different, original, creative, and on-the-money take of everything going on and explain to you how the world actually works. Thanks ever so much, and back to the cappuccino.